Hey everyone, it's These Nuts. We are absolutely nuts about all things real estate. Whether you're buying, selling, or borrowing, we cover the topics that matter to you, and even the ones you didn't know you needed to be concerned with. We are your hosts, Shane Hollenbach, nationally recognized mortgage lender, and Jason Crittenden, one of the highest ranked realtors in all of Arizona. Jason, why does that matter? Well, because we have some advice, we have some experience, and we believe you should pay attention. And do we have any promises? We do. We'll keep it short and sweet. We'll pump out quality daily content covering real estate questions you've been dying to ask for about selling a home, buying a home, or how to get financed. You have questions? We have answers. All right, guys. Hey, we're back for another episode today. Uh, By the way, episode number 80. Three, Shane, and you are on the phone with us, uh, dialing in to the board again today. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, just surviving the coronavirus, dude. Just eating a pop seed bagel, enjoying it at the at the home front. By the way, if we hear any uh, any animals at either my house or yours, it's just because we're working from home, uh, doing the remote thing, and uh, you know we're just making the best of it, aren't just we? Trying to do our part, <laughs> totally. Just trying to do our part. Trying to keep everyone uh, keep everyone safe. So anyway, uh, what we're going to talk about today is about inspection repairs and uh, specifically what's reasonable, what's required. So this is a question. Are we, uh, are we talking like from a seller's point of view? Or yeah. Buyers? Well, I think we're talking from a seller's point of view. Um, but, you know, this this will this will play into the psyche of a buyer as well, I guess, if they're thinking about it. Yeah. So um and so let's let's back up and talk about what, what you know what this whole episode is about. So here in Arizona, when you buy a house, and in much of America, you'll have a contract, and that contract will typically include what's called a due diligence period. Here in Arizona, by default, it's ten days, and that's their opportunity to, I guess, research the neighborhood, sexual predators, how long does it take to get to work, blah blah blah. Right, anything that's important to them before they move forward on this house, like this is gonna be a permanent deal. Make sure it's the right place. You get to do that due diligence. One of the main components of that is doing an actual home inspection, hiring a home inspector to come investigate the HVAC system, the plumbing, the electrical, you know, the windows, the doors, the latches, the roof, everything, right? And um, so that's one of the biggest things. At the end of that period, at least here in Arizona and most states, maybe around the world, um, you get an opportunity to do one of three things. You can cancel the contract, you can move forward as is, or you can do what almost 99% of people do, which is... They move forward, but they ask for some repairs, um, and so that's that's kind of what we're we're going to talk about because, yeah, you know what what is reasonable and then what is required because sometimes these these re- these requests can get pretty outrageous sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I've I've seen them. Yeah, they can they can get pretty wild, um, and uh, and then sometimes people feel pretty entitled to certain things, and so I just wanted to kind of address that today if we could. Um, so let's just start out with the fact that this, in this case, this is not a new home, right? This is a resale product. Yeah. And so when you're buying a house that is used or is resale, you cannot expect them to turn it over as if it is a brand new home. In my opinion, I I just don't think that's reasonable. Um, by the way, the second part of this topic was what's reasonable, what's required. Well, that's easy to answer in Arizona. Um, I think it was October, 2000. Totally making this up. I think it was eighteen. Had to be two years ago. Was it eighteen? I think it was two yeah. two thousand eighteen. Uh, they changed the contract in Arizona. It used to be, uh, it used to be that the contract had certain things that were what were called warranted items. 
do you even remember what those were? I think they were your HVAC system, your plumbing, your electrical. Yeah, it's like your major stuff. It just basically says that you're saying that you're going to provide the house with these and like workmanlike well, operations. Yeah, basically, so like, when, when I list my house prior to that date, I'm telling the world that those things work. And so if they yeah. did an inspection and they found out that there was a leak in the bathroom, I was I didn't it wasn't a question. It was I had to repair that. I was required to do it. Yeah. They wrote it down as if it was a request, but it wasn't. I mean, you had to do it. If your HVAC wasn't working, they had to do it. Uh, there was no argument there. Uh, they got rid of yeah. that. And uh, the contract is in Arizona is truly an as-is contract. It is uh, There is no as-is addendum anymore because the, the contract is as-is. It says it right there that this is being sold as-is. Uh, you're welcome to ask for repairs. You cannot compel the seller to make any. They can say no to all of them, yeah. 100%. Um, turns into just just uh, no different than any other part of the negotiation. Yeah, yeah, it's just part of the negotiation. So, um, so none of it's required in Arizona. Contracts basically as is. Um, that I had mentioned already. There's three different options. Move forward. Very few people do that. Um, cancel the contract. Very few people do that. Statistically, uh, almost everybody says, "Hey, I still like the house. Just some things I want you to repair." Uh, when you do an inspection on a house. Uh, three years or older, uh, you're probably going to run into a dozen to multiple dozen items that are wrong with the house. And mm-hmm. they could vary, man. Like uh, some GFC outlet is improper. It's a $10 fix. You know, there's a chip here. Concrete's a little bit unlevel there or tile or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it could be super minor things. Uh, they could range up to very, very heavy duty, expensive things what I, what I call deal breaker issues or whatever, but, but you're going to probably yeah. see 10, 20 like that crack in my foundation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a big deal probably. Right. So there's a lot of stuff yeah. that can come up. And if your house is a several years old or 20 years old, I mean, there's going to be a ton of stuff. I always have, I have a lot of sellers that are like my house is flawless. And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, when an inspector looks at everything, I'm telling you they're, they're going to find stuff. Um, just yeah. like, just like when a health inspector goes to a restaurant, they're going to find a dirty spoon. Like they will find something. So just be prepared for that. And then when I work with a buyer, I try to coach them like, Hey, look, if there's 15 or 20 items, don't, don't ask for 15 or 20 items. Um, just, just the things that are most important to you. You have to understand it's a resell property. You're going to, there's going to be some things when you move in, you're going to have to, you'll do a little things, you know, make it your own. And, uh, because you run the risk, in my opinion, and I've seen this time and time again, if you ask for everything or you ask for 15 or 20 items, what you end up doing is getting none of them. Like it upsets the seller to where they're like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing any yeah. of these it items. Turns into a be reasonable moment. Yeah. They're like, this person's not reasonable. You know what? How about I'll, I'll not be reasonable? I'll do nothing. How do you like that answer? <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now it gets emotional and, and nobody wins. Nobody wins. And so I always try to say, hey, look, ask for what's most important to you. And then same thing on the seller. The deal breakers. Like if there's anything here that is a deal breaker, you got to ask for it. Yeah. Like, so here in Arizona, it's not uncommon to get uh, termites. There's actually a saying for that. Do you know what it is, Shane? Not yet. It's not, not a question of if you get them. It's just when everyone in Arizona gets termites, right? The kind of termites that we have in Arizona are super, they're, they're not a, not a problem really. According to my home inspector and the, and the pest inspectors I've talked to, you see them, you knock down the tube, you call a guy, they come, they kill them. You won't see anything for, for years. They don't eat much and uh, not a problem, but they do happen here. Um, so you, you do an inspection, you find termites. Yeah, I'm going to ask them to please get rid of the termites, right? That's not that's reasonable. Um, yeah. Hey, the HVAC's not really 
blowing cold air. Um, I'd like you to do a service on it. That's that's not unreasonable. Um, there's a leaky pipe under the bathroom. I'd like you to fix that leaky pipe. I mean, yeah, of course, anybody wants a house that doesn't have leaks in the pipes. Like those are reasonable. Well, how, about, how about this one? Mm-hmm. The AC unit's 12 years old, and uh, it's, been, it's getting to the point where I might have to replace it, so I want you to replace it, friend. Yeah, so that's where we run into some problems is because they'll hear commercials on the radio that say in the desert, uh, you know, your AC is going to uh, typically only lives nine to nine to ten years or whatever. And so yeah. they do an inspection and AC is working perfect, but it's 12 years old. So they're like, I need a new AC unit, which, by the way, is going to cost five grand. Um, there's about zero percent chance the seller is going to want to do that because the way that they're looking at it is like, hey, look, it works like you want me to replace something because it might stop working someday like of course it's going to stop working someday but right now it works perfectly and so they're not going to be very apt to do that it's probably going to upset them when you start asking for stuff like that or a hot water heater because it's eight years old um no signs of any kind of issues but it's nearing the end of life expectancy which is what the home inspectors would write on the report and then all of a sudden they want all this this big ticket stuff replaced and it becomes a mess. But anyway, at the end of the day, if you represent the buyer, you have to be obedient to their wishes. And so if that's what they want, you got to fight for it. But, you know, and there's, a, there's also a level of if you're not, you're not getting what you're not asking for, but it just depends on, I mean, are you going to come across as an unreasonable person? Cause you'll probably get an unreasonable response. Yes. Or, you know, ask for it. And I actually, you're really good at framing requests. Yes, I am actually really good at that because here's the deal. Like you, at the end of the day, I got a willing buyer and a willing seller. They want they they shook hands. They want to make this deal work. And I just know, like, I know the things that are going to tip someone off and, and just blow up a deal that everyone actually wants to work. And so you just have to kind of coach people because it, it is. And, and Shane, you've sold houses. You've bought houses. I tell people all the time, like, dude, don't be nervous about asking for a loan. I get nervous when I ask for one. Um Every house I'm I've ever my bought. I'm refi right now, and I still freak out. Yeah, you still like, dude, are they going to like me? Is this going to work out? Um, every house I've ever bought, uh, the entire time I'm in escrow, I'm like, am I making the right decision? I don't know if I want to buy this house. You know what I mean? I think it's the wrong move. Um, so I get that. It's a very emotional experience when you're buying or you're selling. And uh, there's really no way around that. I mean, there are, I'm sure there are some people that don't get emotional about it, but most people do. And so I, I feel like my job as the non-emotional third party that doesn't really truly, I don't want to say I don't care, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not my house. So I can be a third party that's neutral and just kind of say, hey, look, here's what I see. Here's what happens. Like, is this what we really want to ask for? Or on the seller side, um, you know, Okay, well let's think about this. If you're a seller, okay, you're you're selling your house for three fifty, they offered you three forty five, plus they asked you for two thousand dollars in closing cost and an eight hundred dollar home warranty. So you're already feeling like you're feeling like you kind of got raked over the coals already, right? Then ten days later they're like, by the way, I'm gonna need another thousand dollars worth of repairs. At that point, yeah. sometimes they just get like, you know what, I've already given them a deal on this house. Like I can't yeah, believe they feel like Yeah. Yeah, I'm bleeding and now you want more. Yep, know? yep. And so you know, that's just, that's again, you have to know how to talk to people and just be like, look, I get it because I really do. I really do get it. I've sold houses too, you know, and I know exactly what it feels like. Here's the deal. You're now a thousand dollars away or $500 away from just locking these people in and closing this deal now and moving on to the next thing. You don't have to send them a Christmas card. You don't have to like them. You know what I mean? But for 500 bucks, yeah. we got a deal. Now, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. 
we can we can decline any or all of the repairs, but I just I'm going to tell you what can happen. They can cancel. That's their only response is to move forward to cancel. Do you want to risk that for five hundred dollars? If you do, I'll fight. I'll fight for you. But I just want you to know yeah. what could happen. And usually they they understand like uh, I don't want to you know I don't want to lose this over five hundred bucks. Let's just do it or whatever. And and speaking of that is the kind of um, that is the fourth option here in Arizona. Really, the contract outlines. They can cancel, they can move forward, or they can ask for repairs. But there is a fourth option that's not outlined, but good agents know, is that you could offer a credit uh, in lieu of repairs, which, by the way, a lender doesn't really want to talk about. Um, but you you know that, that yeah. you, you understand that people, uh, that there is this inspection process, right? As a lender, you don't want to hear about it. Tell, tell everyone why lenders don't really want to get involved in this part of, of the deal. Yeah, because a lot of times the verbiage, the, the lender... The, the the lender doesn't have a requirement of a home inspection. Right. They, the only requirement they have is an appraisal. Just like let's just make sure. And there are some minimum requirements on an on an on an appraisal that, that that any appraiser has to abide by, and it has more to do with like livability and and health health and safety. Yeah, it has to have a stove. Outside of that, it can it can be whatever it is, right? So, yeah. So uh, we don't want to to see the the uh, the inspection. If we do see the inspection, the inspection becomes part of the decision making, and it gets reviewed. Right, so and so even hold on, if, stop there. So yep. let's yep. let's stop calling you a lender. Let's just say you're Larry, and Larry has yep. a bunch of money. I'm just a guy. My name's Larry. I have a bunch of money. I'm going to loan it to you to get this house. And then Larry finds out there's a lot of stuff wrong with this house. Okay, well, what happens when Larry loans that money, and then Jake, let's say, doesn't pay me back? Well, Larry takes the house back, but Larry now and knows he's taking back. Yeah, he's taking back a kind of a a bum house, right? It's got it's got issues. Yeah. So he doesn't want to know about this stuff. Like that's that's not a good sign for for Larry the lender, right? That's the reason why. And uh, and so we don't. Yeah, tip- it's just exactly exactly. So okay. We we don't. So the lender doesn't want it. We don't want to know about it. So when when it comes down to it, and you're making these requests, and you say you get like what you said, couple couple grand in lieu of repairs. Uh, your your request isn't going to be part of the contract it's going to be in that yeah it's out it, it's contract. outside of the contract we might do an addendum yeah. to the contract for that credit uh, the but, addendum will say hey two, two grand but not not, not for the not why two grand for yeah grand. it doesn't say yeah, why not why but just to be clear just so that everyone knows it's not like some kind of scam we're pulling over on the lender or keeping them in the dark it, uh, here no, they, it's they just legal, it's legally yeah, they it's just don't want to hear it. Exactly what it is. They don't want to hear it. But here's the deal. That money is is for the buyer to make those repairs. And here's why a buyer may or may want to accept a credit in lieu of repairs. Because uh, the way life works is that not everyone um, has the best interest of the next person in mind, right? A lot of people look out for number one. And when you ask, when you are a buyer and you ask the seller to do these five repairs, um, especially if you're not very clear with how they should be done or what quality they should be done. Um, for example, if you ask them to stop a leaky pipe, uh, perhaps they roll uh, put a whole entire roll of duct tape around until literally there's no leak coming out. But uh, if you were a buyer, would you be happy with that repair? Absolutely not. But the seller says, I did what you said. I stopped the leak. Um, so a yeah. seller may spend the least amount of money, and they probably will spend the least amount of money possible to put a bandaid on it, so to speak, in some cases, whereas the buyer, their expectations is that it's going to be gold plated. 
And so expectations sometimes don't meet up. And then you just have yeah. problems at the end. So the credit in lieu of repairs solves all of those issues because it says, all right, cool. As a seller, I don't have to make these repairs. Here's whatever, hundreds of dollars or even thousands of dollars, depending on the severity of the repairs. And then once it closes, the buyer now physically has that cash. They can they can hire the people that they trust to do it in a way that they know it'll be done to their satisfaction. And that is just a really, really great opportunity uh, to make everyone happy and it actually moves things along. And so that's the whole purpose of that. But we, you know, just, just to keep the lender out of it, we just say, here's a credit period. Uh, doesn't say why. Does it make sense? Yeah. Okay. And the credit, I mean, I, I do want to make it clear that credit, it can't, it can't come back to you as cash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just less money that they have to come out. So again, uh, the credit is on closing costs. So if I'm a buyer, yeah. I have to put a down payment down. Let's just say I'm putting down $15,000 down payment. Plus I have another $7,000 in closing costs. But if you give me a credit of $3,000 now, instead of 7,000 closing costs, I have to come to the table four, which means I kept that three in my pocket. And that's the money that I would use. Does that make exactly. sense? Okay. You're, yeah. just, you're just trading, trading money. It's just, yeah, it's just shuffling money. So anyway, that's that. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening to us again. Tomorrow, uh, I think, um, I don't know, Shane, what do you want to do? How should I price my home for sale? And there's a lot of people right now that are thinking about selling their house. It's, uh, it's that, that time of year. That was one of the questions we got. All right, yeah, cool. So come back in tomorrow. We'll check in with you and we'll talk about how you should price your house for sale. Thanks for listening to These Real Estate Nuts. And that's solid gold. Yes, if you live in Arizona and you're looking to buy or sell or get a mortgage or refinance. We'd love to earn your business. Text loan to 602-975-2772 to reach Shane about buying or refinancing strategies. Text home to Jason at 602-975-2772. If you're looking to sell or buy in Arizona, or if you need a referral for out of state from my expansive national network guys thanks for listening catch these real estate nuts on the flip side